Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Happy Self Podcast, where we talk all things happiness from both a professional and a personal point of view. I'm Tracy Fox, an NYU certified life coach and author of four books on happiness. You can find out more about me at tracyfox.net. Along with my co-host, Kara Duncan, we invite you to sit back, laugh, listen, and learn as you discover your happy self. So hello, everyone, and Merry Christmas. This is the week of Christmas. So we're doing a special episode that I have called The Miracle of Christmas, The Story of Nestor R. It is a beautiful story. Anyway, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to all of our listeners. We're so happy you joined us. So Trace, tell us. Tell us about this amazing man, Nestor. Okay, so a while back, uh, we did an episode on loneliness, and I don't know if the listening audience remembers, but I had, you know, sort of run into him when I was on my way to a grocery store, and he seemed down and out, and I stopped by, and I offered to buy him groceries, and I also spent some time with him, and the reason I spent some time with him is because I had learned early on that one of the things that affects homelessness the most is not just that you can't find food in shelter, but that you become invisible to the world, and no one ask how you are and nobody has a conversation with you and it's such a lonely existence. And that's so interesting because I think what most of us do think is like, oh, let me give him something to eat or or maybe money. But man, just saying hello and reaching your hand out to, to say, right. you know, how right. are you? Exactly. Would go a long way. So, so, okay. So what'd you do? Well, so again, I didn't, you know, that's what I did. And then it was interesting because I kept running into him over and over again. I saw him again in another grocery store and he only had a can of soup in his basket. And I saw him at the bus stop and he was sitting there all day with his two plastic bags. I saw him behind a dumpster and I just knew that God had put on my heart that I needed to do more for this man, especially as we came into the season of Thanksgiving and Christmas. And I think that's, so tell us, I mean, that's exactly what you're saying. Like, this is a Christmas story because? Well, it's a Christmas story because I knew he was homeless. I knew where he shared with me where he was living, which was in a plastic bubble. Um, and I knew that I absolutely must find this man a home. And it became a Christmas story for me because I didn't want it to be one of these things where, you know, there's no room at the inn. And that's the whole story of Mary and Joseph looking for a place to reside and they're walking and they're walking and they, you know, they finally end up in a stable to give birth, but there was no room at the inn. And I didn't want this to be that story. I wanted to have a room at the inn, like the Christmas story to find a place in the end for this man. You know, and Tracy, I remember you and I talking about this, you know, weekly, if not, you know, a few times a week and you sharing all this with me and really, you know, it was quite an overwhelming task because you knew you needed a village around you to to get this accomplished, right? And, Absolutely. And and I could see, you know, that this was really something on your heart, and it almost chokes me up, to be honest. But um, I too, um, actually went and met him. Yeah. And because you told me where he would be, and he was a lovely, gentle soul, and um, I was very happy to be part of this village. So tell us, like, okay, so then, so we got this village together to try to, you know, get this man's life, mainly the shelter. That was really on your heart because you were like, that he cannot be out in the cold. Right. He can't be on a street. He can't be on the cold. And two things happened. One, I reached out to our, you know, a pastor at our church, Pastor Gary. And if anyone's ever met Gary, here's a man who's so enthusiastic. He truly believes in the power of prayer. And he really became a support system for me whenever I felt, you know, really discouraged. So that was amazing. And he gave me a bunch of resources and I called shelters and I called, um, 
you know, food banks. And I called his, I finally got the name of his doctor and I called his doctor to see what was really going on. And again, every step of the way, it was difficult, but people kept helping with resources and ideas. And, you know, we all sort of came around and wanted to see this story have a happy ending for sure. It, it's quite a remarkable story. And so, so um, you, um, you, you, so, so okay, you started getting this village around you and, and gosh, you did do a lot of things that really helped you understand the story of Nestor. And so you also looked up hit, hit the meaning of his name and uh, why'd you do that? And then like, what, what, what did you discover <laughs> about his name? I think that's so fascinating. I know it is. It's, like, it's what totally, made you do that? Yeah. Yeah. So again, for some reason, way back when I had helped somebody else and I remember someone saying to me, oh, are you aware what his name means? And it was a man named Godfrey. And I was like, no. And she's like, Tracy, Godfrey means God is with, you know, with mm. him. And I was like, wow, that's interesting. I hadn't really put it together. And it kept happening every time I was trying to help a homeless person, their name had something to do with God. There was a guy named Christopher, you know, Christ yes, with yes. us, all those things. Wow. So when I looked up Nestor, uh, the meaning of his name is a traveler who returns home. Oh, so gives me the chills. Right? And that's so <laughs> profound because, of course, that's the story of, right, mm. Mary and Joseph mm. and all of it. And also it, it goes to the to the heart of this matter, which is I wanted to find this man a home. Yeah, that was honestly, I remember that so much as we were getting towards Thanksgiving and, and the, those days were getting colder and that was really, really on your heart. And, and so, so, okay. So, so we're, we've got this going now, right? We're, we're getting people involved. You are, you know, power of prayer. Um, you know, we're talking to him when we see him, but then you also so we talked to the doctor. You also got in touch with his daughter. Who lives in right, 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 locally, right, yeah. right. And so that was interesting too, because again, I had called his doctor and, and he had been like, yeah, I'm not really sure what his family situation is. And you were like, you're his doctor. Right, right, How you right. know? And so I just started trying to figure it out and calling around and I, he had sort of expressed that they were nearby and that took some research too, but I did finally get his daughter on the phone. And to me, that's a miracle too, because yeah. she hadn't seen her father in a while because obviously he's homeless and he doesn't have a way to communicate and she loves him, um, but she has her own challenges. I was going to say, yeah, she's got a big family, right? Yeah. In a small place. And, yep. and, you know, it's not that he's estranged from them, which is a, a beautiful thing as well. Right. right. But because of COVID, there's just so many different aspects to the story right. about there's just... Um, you know, they couldn't all live in the same house together. They, you know, there were some other financial challenges, some lots of challenges. That's, yeah. you know, all I can say about it. Yeah. Um, and so she became a, just a huge force in this story too, because she's such a beautiful, again, gentle soul as well, and has such faith in God. And she became, it wasn't so much about me helping her. It was about her helping me by saying, thank you so much, Tracy. And, you know, God will show us the way of mm. what, what happens in this story. Wow. And the other big point I want to make about Christmas too, and this is really important, is I remember when I was first working with him and as we started to all get more involved, there is a, this story in the, you know, the Bible when, you know, God says, and the righteous will ask me, well, when did we ever see you, Christ? When did we ever see you? And he says, you know, you saw me when you 
fed the hungry and you took care of the poor, when you went to prison, right? All that stuff, when you clothed people, that's when you saw me. And I kept thinking, if that's true, if that's actually true, then I can't just walk you by know, this guy. Well, right? I can't just walk by him, but I also can't just get him one night at a room at a hotel and I can't just drive him to a shelter. If he's really Jesus Christ, mm. right? If he's really Jesus Christ, then I have to treat like a king. Oh, I just love Right? That. Because that's what Christ said. When you see the poor, you're seeing me. And if I'm really seeing Christ and I'm really dealing with Christ, then I have to go above and beyond. I can't just show up with like 10 bucks. Right. I got to give this man the best. Mm. Right? And that became another driving force too. How am I going to give this man the best? Not just the, the, the leftovers of what I have, exactly. but the absolute best. And so you one at some point, then you get this email out of the blue. Amazing. And this really, oh, I, I've got literally chills on yeah. my arms because um, I know what happened. Right. But, um, so this was really a big turning point. And, and so tell me about that. Yeah. So out of the blue, I get this email saying, um, are you the Tracy Fox that Nestor keeps talking about? I have also befriended him, you know, on the street and I would like to come along and really help. And this person became a, a just a big force in terms of financial assistance because I don't have you know that much money to set somebody up in in a home for for a long long period of time. And this person was willing to kind of gather the resources to and offered the resources if we could find a home for him to really set him up um, with a place of his own. And we couldn't find a home. We I mean we right. but she can, can we say what she did then? Yeah, she she has uh, provided financial support so that he now has shelter for through these cold months. I, right. I believe it's about five months. Yes. So yes. that gets us, you know, through this the hardest time um, of the season in terms of our weather. That's right. And let's remember that putting someone up in a hotel is not a cheap endeavor. It's like $70 a night. So for someone to offer that kind of assistance, when you do the multiplication, we're talking thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. But to think this man has shelter in the way that we know shelter and that this man is getting into a bed with linens just makes me want to rejoice. Right. I mean, that is so powerful that if you stop and really think about that for a moment, that he is getting into a bed, he's closing a door and he's getting into a bed with, with a blanket, just. And feeling safe because his whole thing, oh, and I got gosh. to know him quite well is that he just doesn't feel safe on the streets. I mean, he didn't, he didn't even quite honestly feel safe in shelters because of COVID. He's like, I just can't live there. And, and he's there also not, he was also uh, worried about the drugs and he's, you know, this is a gentle soul who right. is not involved in, in things like that. And so, you know, I know a lot of people are like, well, why don't you just go to a shelter? Because don't we all think that? But right. there are reasons that people do not want to go there. And, and one is safety. And now on top of that, you've got COVID. And yeah, they're not necessarily a clean environment in terms of drugs and alcohol and, and other bad things going on. So, so And that is not to bash the shelter system again. Oh, because, gosh. Right, right. People, because the people that do the work are amazing. Um, and there are many shelters that are amazing, but they often, yes, they also all have their own issues, issues right? Yeah, because, issues, exactly. Right, right. Okay, and so... Oh, this is another great part. So, so he's got some shelter. This is not necessarily worked exactly this way, but then at some point, you know, 
he needed a job. He needed some some financial support. And tell us about that. Well, that also, I want to give Pastor Gary the kudos on that because he said, you know, Tracy, it's more than just the financial support. It's also having some purpose and meaning in your mm. life to get up every morning. And of course, we all need that. We need a reason to get up and feel like we're contributing members of society. And I thought, well, how am I going to find a homeless man who hasn't worked in 20 years a job? Like, that's just not going to happen. And then someone suggested, uh, actually, it was Mark who suggested stop a job. And so I want to give him the credit for that, my husband. And I went down there thinking like, how's this going to go? Like, I'm going to introduce a homeless man to stop mm -hmm. and shop. And I went in and the woman was lovely. And she's like, just go online and fill out the application or have him fill out the and application. Like, He's got no computer. Right. I thought he doesn't have a computer. He's not, that's not going to yeah. work. Um, but anyway, prayed about it. And I did the application with him and he went in and he interviewed and he got the job which is just so amazing. So I believe he's working, what, three days a week? Yeah, he works three days a week. And again, a big sh you know shout out to Stop and Shop because yes. they are a company that really cares about people. And you know that because you see a lot of people with mental challenges there who are filling the grocery bags, who are yes. taking the carts in. Absolutely. And so we're so grateful to Stop and Shop for giving this man a job. Because so, now so let's has... just, yeah. So, yeah, excuse me, I'm interrupting you. Sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. Like, like just recap that for a moment, people. <laughs> this man now has shelter. This man now has a job three days a week that he has purpose. He has some finance behind him. Okay, so let's keep going. And so, um, so, so how does this? I don't know. Do you want? I also know that the um, that his daughter has a, a really special message about this and like what she's kind of learned from this experience. Do you want to share that now or yeah, I mean, so kind yes. of how it brings it into this Christmas meaning? Absolutely. And so, you know, as we go further along, so yes, like you just said, he, he finds the job he's now living uh, at the inn. And again, I want to throw that out there too, because he ends up at a red carpet inn. And again, if we go back to no room at the inn, the, the fact that he ended up at an inn for his shelter versus anywhere else in the world to me is also just a divine moment. But then out of the blue, I get this uh, phone message from his beautiful daughter, Lynette, and she uh, gave us permission to share it. And I think it goes to the heart of this story as well. So I'm just going to play it for our listening audience. I'm so happy to hear from you. I hope you're having a happy Monday. Um, God is so good. Um, all of this, all of you meeting you and all of this help with my dad, and it just has come to revive my faith in God. I've always loved God. I, um, you know, am in fellowship and you know i serve in my church but i was honestly like the past couple of months i felt like i was dying spiritually and this has come to give me revival in my heart and in my soul and i'm just feeling different i think each day that passes i feel more positive i feel more i feel uplifted i feel like um i'm getting more courage back and this is just really wonderful everything um, i feel so blessed yesterday i did go to darianne to help him with some bags to bring to the hotel he was so excited um he was holding my hand because i took him to the shopping shop to buy a couple last minute things he needed and he was holding my hand and he told me he's like are you gonna take care of me and i was like i always will you know, and I'm, I just think he's just, he looks like he has more joy in his life. And, you know, that's just a blessing. Everything is a blessing. And um, 
I'm really, really grateful. And I hope you have a blessed week. Um, you know, you text me whenever you want. I'm, I told him that I was going to go Thursday to bring him dinner, desserts, and, um, you know, I just appreciate everything. I really, really do. Thank you, Tracy. God bless you greatly. And may God repay each and every single moment that you've invested into my dad. Wow. I, I don't know if I can talk after I that. I, I really know. don't know if I can talk. I but um, if that is not the best way to wrap up this, this episode, because to listen to those words that you not only changed Nestor's life, but his daughters and you know it just the cupeth run over right absolutely it's just it it doesn't stop at one place it just continues to flow and um i think that is a beautiful christmas story i know and the thing that really just and i know i'm gonna start crying too but the thing that's so powerful about this story is that that is the christmas story it's about love in action and so often we you know, as human beings think, well, why doesn't God take care of it? Why doesn't God take care of it? And it's not about God taking care of it. It's about us taking care of it through the power of God. You know what? God has given us everything we need to do. It's up to us to do it. Right. Exactly. Merry, Merry Christmas. And may God bless each of you. And a little special one to you, <laughs> <laughs> Yes. So Merry Christmas. And we hope this story inspires everybody to just keep your eyes open and your hearts open because there are miracles all around us. And that's what, again, Christmas is about. It is about the miracle of love in action. All right, everybody have a Merry Christmas. Enjoy your families. And we look forward to talking to you in the new year. Bye-bye.
Oh, 